Hey folks, thanks for uh, joining us uh, online. Pray that again that you are doing well as we continue to see uh, new and different things happening all around us. I, I pray that today um, we get to focus on something I think all of us need to pay a little more attention to, something that, that maybe we don't want to hear uh, as readily, but it was something that I needed to really look at in my own heart. And uh, so as I looked at maturing and what, what can I be doing continually to continue to mature and something that I could set as a goal out there. And one of the words that continued to come up in my life is gratitude. Um, how do I express gratitude? How do I even understand it, appreciate it to its fullest measure? And how does it impact my life and the lives of the people around me. You know, 2020 is certainly a year that gratitude is not the first thing that comes to your mind. But I have to be honest that uh, I know that the more I studied it this week, the more I made it part of my vocabulary, the more I looked for reasons, we're pretty, pretty fortunate. Uh, my life has been uh, interrupted and and sidelined and there have been left turns in the, my normal routines, but for the most part, God has provided and protected me and my family uh, through all of the things that are going on. I think I shared a couple of times that my two older kids had both graduated from high school and from college this year. So Allie graduated from Grace College and JD graduated from Richland High School here and I have to really think in terms of what God has done for my kids, the gratitude that I can express to him for the generational care that he shows me. The fact that my daughter was able to, to get a job right out of college, one that she's being taken care of and has a place to stay. And I know the people that she's working with and they, they care deeply about her personal growth and, and development. And, and my son has really met most of this semester in person at the college he was attending and he was still able to, to have some football practices and, and continue to do those things. And, and the more that you think about and become thankful for those things, the more you work on this word, gratitude. To define it, I went to the dictionary just to make sure for your benefit and my benefit what, what it is. And, and gratitude is defined this way. The quality of being thankful. So a lot of times I, I feel like gratitude and thankfulness go hand in hand, yes. But, but thankfulness is what determines then the qualities of your life, right? The things that, are, that you are personifying, the things that you are communicating to others. It's the quality of being thankful. And that, that meant a lot to me. The second part of the definition says, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. It's a readiness to show appreciation for kindness, to appreciate the kindness that's been shown to us, as well as return the thankfulness. And so for our purposes here, gratitude is that thing that happens relationally 
if we understand what we have to be thankful for. God's word tells us over and over to be thankful, to, to do things with thanksgiving. And we're going to look at some of those passages today as we make it part of the fabric of what we are. But this quality of being thankful, this, this intangible kind of characteristic, this trait of gratitude is something that we can work on and grow into and become mature in. And if you know anything about Liberty Grace, that, that we have in the last couple of years adopted these three words that are out of Romans eleven thirty six. It says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. And we want as a body to understand fully and completely what it means to appreciate what we get from our Creator, how He strengthens us through their daily lives, and then at the end of our lives or at the end of every day to give back glory. And so really what we're asking is for us to, to cultivate this lifestyle of gratitude, this, this quality of being thankful, that, that we develop the ability to recognize in our lives the provision of things, the strength to do those things, and the gratitude to be thankful for them to our Creator, that we spend time cultivating that ability that as we mature and develop and somehow find clarity in our worldview for the next two weeks, I want us to think about, first of all, your circumstances. We're going to talk about that today a little bit. Your circumstances and how they are affected by the quality of being thankful. How gratitude changes how you view your circumstances. And then next week, I want to look at others' circumstances, the people that are around us as we develop a, an attitude of gratitude in our lives. Then we look at others. We want to look at the word compassion can gratitude in our own lives, gratitude for what God has done in and through us and back to Him, when we develop those things inside of our circumstance, can that impact the way we view others and deepen our compassion for them? And so the next two weeks are pretty critical in my mind to, to get to this rubber meets the road maturity thing in your own personal life, how to develop a, a spirit of gratitude and then to develop this attitude and, and develop your, your intrinsic value of compassion that you have for other people. How can you up the level of gratitude in your own life and the level of gratitude or the level of compassion that you have for others? So I'm going to look at two specific passages that talk about thanksgiving. Because again, we're trying to develop the quality of being thankful. That, that personified thankfulness that is gratitude. Philippians 4, 4-7. It's a familiar passage. We've used it a number of times, even in through this pandemic. But 
it still continues to, to glean pieces for us that as we look at it, we need to do it again. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, there's layers of things here, right? First, we talk about rejoicing, and that's something that we've talked about before. And I think as we develop this this quality of being thankful, as we develop the level of gratitude in our lives, we find things to be uh, joyful about. We find things to rejoice about as we continue to, to dive into what it is that God has done in the midst of all this stuff, in the midst of not being able to buy toilet paper, he has still done a lot of amazing things in our personal lives. The time that I got to spend, even though my kids didn't have traditional graduations this spring, I got to spend more time with them this year than ever before. And I can rejoice in the fact that I got to spend that time with them. I can be grateful and have a, a heart full of gratitude and rejoice as a result of that. As Paul writes to the church in Philippi, he's reminding them that this is necessary. That this attitude of gratitude, this quality of being thankful is about rejoicing. And then he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. And I think this is a critical one for me. When Paul tells the people of Philippi to let their gentleness be evident to all, it's something that we need to really pause and think what hard edge am I taking into the relationships around me sometimes? What are the things that I am, that I am being a bit protective of and, and not being gentle about with other people, not being gentle with their circumstances, not, not being gentle because I am just irritated by my circumstance. And again, if I'm developing this quality of being thankful it softens that edge, doesn't it? It allows me to look at this piece of scripture and say, yes, I want my gentleness to be evident to all. It doesn't mean that you are weak. It means that you are kind, that you are being gentle, that you have an understanding from Romans 11, as we develop this gratitude perspective, right? That I understand the things that come from the Lord, the things that he does through me, and I give him back the glory. That hard edge that, that sometimes comes as a result of our bitterness and frustration with circumstances can be filed away, can be worn down by gentleness. That it can be fulfilled by gratitude that that as I learn what it means to to actually have a readiness in my heart a readiness in my heart to appreciate and return kindness if I'm living in gratitude 
then gentleness should be something that outflows from that as well because I am I'm ready to share in, in the appreciation of and return thanks for kindness that's already been shown to me. Another piece that is so critical in this, and it comes up in both passages, is that of prayer. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. As I develop this attitude of gratitude, as I am praying more often to God and thanking him of as I'm developing this quality of thankfulness, if I am eager and ready to appreciate the kindness that he has shown to me, then my prayers will look different as well. I won't be as anxious. I won't be pleading and be concerned about the circumstances, but I will be focused upon those things that God has already taken care of, that he has done for me, and that I know I can be grateful for my new day of life every day. That as I get out of bed and I have the opportunity, I, I can attack the world with gratitude. That I am ready to return thankfulness. That I am ready to, to pay back kindness based on what I know God has already done for me in every and every situation. That I can make requests of Him, but I do it with thanksgiving. As I bathe them in gratitude, my requests look different. The opportunities that I see in my world are changed because I'm ready to appreciate and return kindness as I prepare my heart for that. And what it equals is this last thing, is that then I find the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Peace and gratitude go together hand in hand in this instance. That I find peace when I am ready to appreciate the kindness that's already been extended to me. When I seek out and look for what it is that God has already provided and I can be thankful for it and I develop that rhythm of thankfulness and gratitude overwhelms my life, I then change the way I see things. I have more peace about what's going on in my world. I know that God is ultimately in control. I know that, that he has counted me among his children, that all of those things are right and good and need to be developed as we develop our mature view of gratitude. I'll be honest that for me, it's, it's, a, it's a word that has a mixed connotation. Um, I want to be someone that is thankful. I want to be someone that appreciates and is ready to return kindness and do all of those things. But for me, my heart sometimes feels guilty as I recount the blessings, as I look at my children and see the road that they are on, the way that God has protected and provided for us. I sometimes feel guilty. And, and I wrote a piece a number of years ago to get it out of my mind that was called the weight of gratitude. Sometimes gratitude can feel heavy and I don't think it's supposed to. 
And I needed to deal with that in my own life. And maybe somebody needs to hear that today that that you can't feel guilty about how God has protected and provided for your family. Instead, rejoice, right? Rejoice. Allow yourself to, to be gentle in other situations. Allow it to impact your relationships and give out of the overflow of, of good things in your life through gratitude back to your Savior, back to your God, and back to those around you. Allow yourself to be used. Don't feel guilty about the way God has provided for you. Share that with other people and say, this is what my God has done for me. And that's something that, that I need to get better at and to do better. And I pray that, that as we learn this together, that we will become a body of believers that, that is marked by the quality of being thankful, that we are grateful, that we understand everything is from him and through him and to him. And we continue to communicate that to those people in our world. The church at Thessalonica needed to be reminded of this too. In 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul also writes to the church there very similar words. These are, these are common to our human nature. Paul writes in chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you are looking for an answer to what God's will is for you, a lot of times you're not going to find a direct answer, whether, to, whether it is to buy that home or to choose that career or to, he's not going to answer you directly. The will of God is found in rejoicing in what he does, praying continually and giving thanks for what he has already done in your circumstances. It's almost as if the writer here, the Romans, the Philippians, the, the, uh, those in Thessalonica, all of the same things needed to be said, that we need to first recognize who is the provider for our lives. We need to rejoice that he has provided and recognize that that is from him. We need to pray continually all day long. This gratitude being developed in us as we pray for God to use what he has given us and then to give thanks in all circumstances, to return it back to him. It's something that is lost in our culture. Sometimes we, we recognize in our own human way that God has provided for us and we thank him in our own hearts and our minds and we we utilize our gifts and our abilities but I pray we don't stop short and we tell people that that I am who I am and I do what I do because of the Lord Jesus Christ because that is his will for my life I think we should memorize this verse that 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 should be something we commit to memory because it sums up what God's will is, right? That we rejoice always, we pray continually, we give thanks in all circumstances for this is the God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Pretty simple marching orders 
if you're really in the middle of a, of a downturn right now in your life. I pray that this week you can begin to, to develop the ability and the quality of being thankful. That gratitude becomes something you're willing to work on. That, that every day I would encourage you and something that, that I did for a while throughout the pandemic that helped change my mindset was to literally every day keep a gratitude journal. Doesn't mean you have to write paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, but, but the little things that God takes care of in advance for you, write them down. At the end of your day, instead of thinking about what about tomorrow, what, how are we going to do this, or what are we going to, take a moment and write down how he provided for you that day. Take an opportunity at the end of the day to recognize what you received from him, how he worked through you, and then say thank you to him. To develop the quality of being thankful. To allow your heart to rest. To find peace. To allow the relationship between you and your creator to find a totally different place. One of the biblical examples that I think of is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane because Paul writes here to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. That's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And how do we know how Jesus would have handled this pandemic? Because he gave up his life. He handled something vastly more difficult than we could ever think or imagine. He went to the garden the night before he was crucified. And he rejoiced that he was going to be used by his father. He prayed to his father and he surrendered his will to that of his father. That this is the way you want to use me. And he gave up his life for you. And for me, he did these things. He recognized God's good plan. He found peace in his circumstances. He couldn't have endured all that he went through if he didn't know this peace that transcends all understanding. How could he sit there and endure the beating and the questioning? Because he had rejoiced and prayed and given thanks and accepted his circumstances based upon where God had him at that moment and that it was right and good. We need to do these things in light of what Jesus has done for us, the sacrifice that he has made. And so I hope that you take some time and as you write in that gratitude journal, I hope that every day it involves your thankfulness for Jesus' sacrifice. That, that we, this world's not our home. It's not going to be like this forever. <laughs> that one day, because of what Jesus did, we will be with him in eternity. And there will be no more pain. There'll be no more darkness. There'll be no more crying. There will only be joy. There will be a peace. <laughs> 
So I pray that this week, take the moment every day to write in that gratitude journal. Develop the quality of being thankful. Be ready to appreciate kindness and return kindness to others. That's what gratitude really means. Start by studying who Jesus is in your life. Where is he in your sliding scale of importance? I pray that he's at the very top. That, that God's will for you in Christ Jesus would be that you could have these same things. If you rejoice in your heart, you pray continually, and you give thanks in all circumstances. We each have that opportunity. I pray that we utilize it, that, that the attitude of gratitude is overwhelming in your life. I want to read something before I pray for you, because Chuck Swindoll wrote this a number of years ago. I had it hanging in my bedroom when I was growing up because I had some, some crazy things going on in my world, and, and I was an angry young man, and I needed to figure out what to do with my attitude. And Chuck Swindoll wrote these words. He said, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It's more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what people think, say, or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day recording regarding the attitude we embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. So I'm going to pray that, that your attitude becomes an attitude of gratitude, that we practice it, that we craft this and that we become artists in how to, to be thankful. We paint beautiful pictures with our lives of what it means to have an attitude of gratitude and see how it changes your life and the people around you. Father, thank you for your reminder to us that you have loved us, that you care for us, that you've not forgotten us, that, that we can take all of those things and mix them into our life and we can be so thankful and we can begin to have a life that is appreciative of all the kindness that you've given to us and begin to return it to a world that is desperately seeking kindness. Lord, I pray for our attitudes. I pray that we would develop a sense of gratitude like never before, that we would appreciate how much you have given us, that we would stop focusing on the things that are wrong in our own eyes and focus on the ways that you love us and protect us. Lord, I pray that we do that in a way that glorifies and honors you. Lord, I pray that from my own heart, that I would be 
expectant of your kindness, that I would appreciate it and that I would pass it on to others, that I would be in full gratitude mode from here on out, Lord, that it would change the way I view my days and I would appreciate the time that you have given me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want more information about Liberty Grace, go to graceinrichland.com. To support the ministry of Liberty Grace, you can go to graceinrichland.com slash giving. Thanks for joining us this morning.